Hello, 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 and welcome to the first ever episode of the Simon Dan podcast. Thanks very much for being here. Um, I'm sure you're wondering what it's all about. So basically, the idea is we're going to try and mirror, if you will, the, the, the YouTube channel that I've got. So if any of you are not aware of that, I run a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Simon Dan, and basically the premise of the channel is I started it off debunking flat earthers, and it kind of went on to there, and I, I went on to different conspiracies and things like that. So the content of this podcast is going to be similar to that. I've uh, I've labelled it as as science meets conspiracy head on, or or science collides with with conspiracy because they're almost like two sides of the same coin. Um, it's going to be a weekly podcast. And we're going to have loads of guests. We've got loads of guests lined up. Um, so let's get started. Joining me this week is my ever loyal co-host. He runs the successful YouTube channels Conspiracy Cats and Baldy Cats. He's a working teacher on the front lines of education and supports the mighty Blackburn Rovers. It's Cats. Welcome, buddy. How you doing? Oh, thanks for having us. I'm really looking forward to this. And yeah, Blackburn Rovers are, um, they are mighty, the mightiest, mate. Thank you for pointing that out. You put me in a good mood there. You mean that they were mighty? They, they were once mighty. They're not quite so mighty now, are they? They were, uh, I think it's all relative. It's, oh, yeah. it's all, it's all, it's all down to perspective, I think. Yeah. yeah. I will, let's not mention that my team were for a brief moment, top of the Premier League this, uh, this weekend. Uh, anyway, so Katz, you, you, uh, you run a couple of channels, don't you? Uh, kind of similar to what I do. How long? How long have you been doing it now? Uh, you know, I think we started off at a pretty similar time. So, what we're looking at, nearly three years. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just 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 over two just over two years. I think the the Baldy Cats, the the smaller channel I've got, um, probably about uh, probably about two years. I think uh, Conspiracy Cats just knocking off three, but it's gone quick. Two years for yeah, Baldy Cats. Two years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, time flies up. It does, yeah. It does. I mean, I, I was thinking this the other day because Cats and I we do the Flat Earth Awards every year, and, and this will be the third year. And I uh, I remember I got a message, a comment on the last year's Flat Earth Awards, and it was from a flat earther saying, "Or oh, these won't happen next year. It's not going to happen," as if to say some sort of you know by then the whole world will know that the world is flat. So we're gonna we're gonna highlight that comment at the start of the of this year's Flat Earth Awards. So do you, do you think it would be fair to say that uh, that your channel is is the Robin to my Batman? Is that a fair comment? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I like that analogy. I do like that <laughs> analogy. I think we've, uh, we've we've grown up together. You've certainly grown up a lot faster, but um, but we've had a very similar similar sort of path. Just I think in every way, yours has definitely been better. So that's not a bad that's not a bad uh, analogy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got lucky. So, I got lucky with the gate. I mean, that's all. That's all it's down to, isn't it? You know, the, the one video that separates me from everyone else is the gate guy. Well, I don't know about that. I think hard work as well. I think you've been consistent. Um, you oh know, yeah, uh, maybe. As far as I'm aware, you've not missed a day. You've not missed a day of you consistently two uh, videos a week every uh, week. I don't think I keeping have. the quality high. I don't think I have. I think you're right. I think I've done every Friday. Yeah, well, I've not thought of that. Yeah. I think I have. You know, wow. Yeah, there we go. I think I did 150. I was thinking it was 150th Flat Earth Friday this week or last week maybe uh, i can't remember but anyway so yeah yeah we are heavily involved in the flat earth scene aren't we um and i thought what we'd do when we start these shows is we'll have a quick quick roundup of what's been going on this week in flat earth um and it's it's a bit quiet this week isn't it or well, this this month has been a bit quiet wouldn't you say 
Well, I think I think flat earth uh, they are quiet at the minute because uh, another YouTuber, Mr. Sensible, he sent a high altitude balloon up, didn't he? And recorded. He did. He did yeah. The, the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of them are keeping their heads. I mean, what do you think they make of that? Well, that my first thoughts were that they were going to come out and give it the uh, fake stuff, you know, that, that he's he's faked it or whatever. But I. I think that'd be very hard to to prove or or try and explain because it, you can tell that footage is absolutely genuine. They're probably yeah. scurrying around trying to figure out ways to discredit him, but it was very good footage. It, it was, but what it also does as well is it just shows actually how how realistic it is to achieve to do something like that. And we know that the flat Earth community they do like to put a lot of money, uh, you know, pool money together and support people, oh, yeah. etc. Um, so. Where's, where is the excuse going to come from that they are not going to do something similar themselves? You know, and I'd love it. I would absolutely, I would absolutely love to see them actually do that, to do something similar, get their own footage, analyze it, and um, it would be, it would be uh, pretty interesting to see what conclusions they draw. It would, but the the thing I'd worry about is, or for them anyway, is it would go the same way that their um, uh, twenty thousand dollar gyroscope experiment went. Which didn't go too well for them, did it? Um, well, they, bless them. They just, what I like about that is they just completely invented, uh, completely invented a whole new brand of, of uh, science. You know, we, we didn't get the results we wanted, so therefore we are now going to pretend that the results we got prove something that we've never mentioned before. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, that's them, know, to tea, really, them to a T. Them to a T. So I'm um, really pleased you can join me, mate. So what we, I mean, you've seen some of the guests that we've got coming on what, without giving anything away. What do you think? What, what do you think of the, of the guests we've got coming up in the well, next? Well, the guests you've got coming up, you, you, you've got one of my, and I won't give any names away, but you've got one of my favorite science communicators out there. Um, you've got one of my favorite YouTube channels out there that I think everybody knows or has seen a video of those in the feed at some point, huge YouTubers. You've got some unbelievably educated people, and I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, how I'm on that list. <laughs> this has to be the trial because if it goes wrong, it can go wrong with no, me. Because no, no, no. the others are amazing. You're, you're not, on the, you're not on the list per se. You're, you you know, you're the, as I said, the ever loyal co-host. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're not quite up to the levels of the some of the guests we've got yet. <laughs> And the canary in the coal mine. Any problems? <laughs> Couldn't be caused here. That's what I am. But no, 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 I, mean, no. I am. I am so excited. Um, you've just got some, some amazing. And I'm, you know, I won't give anything away. I won't spoil it for you. But I'm really excited to uh, to to get the chance to to listen to and speak to some of these people. I know. Should be fun. Um, so let's just mm. quickly. I mean, you talked about the level of education there. Let's just quickly touch on uh, ourselves. Your uh, your trainings in biology is that right? Your initial training? Yeah, my uh, my degree was in biology, and I did a master's in um, e- ecology with a, a dissertation that was based actually on evolution and sexual selection. Nice. But then when I went into teaching, um, my very very first teaching post, going back twenty years, they needed someone who could teach physics um and so i started off teaching physics and then from the last 20 years you know that's been my history sort of teaching physics uh, up to a level as well as biology and chemistry as well but i've really morphed from a biology specialist into a physics specialist yeah so you know you, it's fair to say you know your onions um but, but me personally i mean i i make it quite apparent i'm, I'm quite open about it i yet to have a degree 
My degree is one that I work from home, an astronomy and planetary science one. I've been doing it for about four years, part-time. Um, I'm a bit of a, when it comes to science, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades and a master of none. So I do, I, I like to dip my, my fingers and toes in a lot of things. Um, my, if you had to ask me a speciality, it probably would be uh, astronomy. So yeah, I mean, we cover a lot of bases between, oh, you fair, is that fair? We cover a lot of bases between us? Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the first things I said to you when we first met <coughs> was, um, in, in, in summer is I definitely fulfill that, that, you know, old adage or joke that those that, uh, that can't do teach because I was teaching an astronomy GCSE, all the content and it was great. It was interesting, but you put a telescope in my hand and asked me to, um, <laughs> asked me to find a planet and track it. And I haven't got a clue, you know, so, uh, definitely, you know, um, but I love astronomy. I love it. Do you get do you get stargazing much? Is that something you you do? I, I don't do it anywhere near as much as I should. I've got a, a couple of guys in a in a group chat that um, from the channel who who do it regularly, and they produce some phenomenal stuff. Uh, they mm. really do. The stuff you can get just just from being an amateur and and having your own scope and your own software and things like that, you can really get some quality images. Absolutely. Okay. Go on. No, I was going to say I saw. Um, BBC News article this week, and there was a 17-year-old, I think, who'd been given a, a telescope, and he'd had a, a run of fortune. He had some clear nights, and in one week, he'd he'd managed to track Mars every night and overlay the images and got a cracking footage of Mars actually rotating. Yeah, I think um, I saw that. You know, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was another guy who caught uh, the ISS... Uh, tra uh, um, caught the ISS over the sun and the moon really really wow. high quality images uh i know reds does that quite a bit as well doesn't he res rhetoric um mm. but that that's always impressed me that that people have been able to to get that such high quality images of the iss um during those sorts of shots because it's very difficult to play with filters and things like that yeah right okay so um we're gonna we're gonna crack on but before we do that we're gonna have a quick word from the sponsors of today's podcast Hi guys, Spanners here, the host of Missed Apex podcast, and Dan has kindly said I could talk to you guys about our F1 video stream and podcast. Join us at 8 p.m. after the race on a Sunday, that's 8 p.m. UK time, or download the podcast afterwards. Uh, we're not journalists, we don't talk at you, we have a live chat room, and we love a debate, and we're not scared to disagree with each other. If you're an F1 fan that doesn't think F1 is boring, then come and join us. Missed Apex Podcast. We live F1. MissedApexPodcast.com or search for Missed Apex Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Right then, let's get into it. Uh, we, we both both of us have looked, I would fair, I think it's fair to say, looked extensively into conspiracies during our time on YouTube. Um, since I've started Tinfoil Tuesday, I've lost count of the amount of, of conspiracies I've I've looked at. What would you say has been the, the the weirdest one or the craziest one that you've heard or seen since you've been doing it? The craziest one is that there is a, a crater on the moon, which is supposedly a reflection of uh, the star Polaris. And the moon itself actually isn't a solid object. It's I think it was coined as a reflection of solidity. Um, and that that crater on the moon is some sort of a, a, an image or a mirror of a decapitated tree of life, 
which um, which somehow held power over the earth a long time ago. And I'm not. I'm still trying to piece together what it means. Wow. But apparently, that conspiracy ties everything together. Every conspiracy, whether it be flat Earth, JFK, it all ties back to this crater on the moon. I think Aristarchus was its name. Wow, that's uh, that's some conspiracy. I, I mean, that's top mine. That's top my the weirdest one. I <laughs> the weirdest one. I think. I mean, there's there's been a lot, but it's the people that as the Mudfossil University talks about it quite a lot. The people that think that there are there were giants that that walked along around the Earth. I'm not talking about you know people that are a bit bigger than normal people. You know, they they thought there were there were genuine. 100 200 300 feet people and animals that inhabited the earth that are now buried and their remains are uh just the natural landscape of the earth i think it was one one of them was that he thought angel falls he, he was explaining that angel falls was an old uh artery of an of a being wow and the 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 the, 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 the it's it absolutely <coughs> crazy stuff and I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Is that just pareidolia then? Them, them seeing big mountains and just assuming that they are, I don't know, thigh bones or whatever. It explains a lot, doesn't it? Pareidolia. But <laughs> anyone who doesn't know that, pareidolia is the um, the phenomenon of thinking you're seeing, is it human faces or human uh, human body parts or human faces in yeah. regular things, isn't it? Yeah, or, he, or yeah. body parts or things like irregular things. You see it quite a lot on the people that look at the Mars stuff, the rocks on Mars. They think there's people, objects, or animals on Mars, and I, I, I do it all the time. You know, you look at, you look up to the clouds, and you can see, you can easily find shapes in clouds. It's, it's how the brain is is evolved, isn't it, to recognise faces? Yeah. So it's an important part of how we function and what we do. You know, the brain is always looking to find, uh, you know, features that it recognises and. Um, I mean, I think the most interesting pareidolia I've I've ever suffered from was the uh, Jesus in a loaf of bread. I don't know if you saw that a few years ago, and it yeah. looks so much like him. Somebody <laughs> sliced the bread open. It's Jesus I've, is there, you know. I've seen the Jesus. Um, I've seen the Jesus in a dog's butthole. I've seen that one. <laughs> I've not seen that one. No. <laughs> um, That's brilliant. Uh, so uh, here's a question then from your evolutionary background: What? Oh dear. What does? <laughs> oh dear. What? How does pareidolia, the phenomenon of pareidolia, how is that an advantage, evolutionary speaking? Well, I can only guess, and I'm sure some of the guests you've got coming on are going to be able to explain perhaps. it far, far better than me, because perhaps. I am just guessing. Yes. But perhaps there was a time when our brains were functioning and uh, people functioned better in communities um, with or, or be able to reproduce more if they were around people of their own species, etc. Right. And maybe, you know, the ability to sort of recognize facial features and recognize somebody as being your species, part of yourself, maybe that that aided, uh, aided in that sort of building of a social life and bringing people together, perhaps. I'm pre, just guessing. Pre, pre-language, I assume. Yeah, pre, yeah. yeah. We talk, like, like way before I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's, I, I love I love thinking about questions like that like any sort of things how would that be of an evolutionary advantage um, it's always I, I always find interest in thinking about those sorts of things um, so yeah that that's good pareidolia is a good one because it, it could wipe off so many uh, conspiracies that we've we've seen before 
But when we talk about the ones that we we see all the time, so the the ones that are quite tied in with science, so the, your flat Earth, your space is fake, your moon landing conspiracies, those sorts of ones. How is it that, or why are we allowing these conspiracy theorists to hijack science and use it against us or use it against mainstream? That's a, that's a great question. And I think, I think uh, the, the, you know, there's a couple of strands to that question. I think some people, um, for people who aren't huge YouTube figures who are raking money in to perpetuate, et cetera, but, you know, the, yeah. if, if we're going to talk about the on, honest conspiracy theory, theorists who believe, for example, the Earth is flat, I think a lot of it lies in the fact that a lot of what um, what they bring up to them is counterintuitive, right? If, if, if they've not perhaps had a grasp of science at school, they've not enjoyed it, yeah. to them it might be counterintuitive of, oh, hang on, how can we have an atmosphere next to space? And, you know, they just can't believe, uh, you know, or it's a refusal to believe an explanation from somebody else. Um, but but I, I think it starts, I think some things to them are slightly counterintuitive, but then that's, that's mixed in with a, a stubbornness to then just yeah. hold that position. Uh, and 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 maybe a lack of ability to reason outside of it as well. Yeah, you're right. And and they've got they have their uh, they have their proponents, don't they? Who seem to be able to articulate scientific words and scientific explanations. And I mean, you'll know of who I'm talking about. They, they're able to weave a story using that science, which seems to fly in the face of mainstream science. And and they get droves of people believing their version of science a prime example at the minute that that i'm i'm um really annoyed by i'll be honest is and i won't use names um but the people at the minute who are perpetuating the whole germ theory uh, is wrong and it's yeah. all train theory people who are using words that uh, like uh, pcr testing cox postulates isolation of virus you know pcr tests etc did I say that twice? I can't remember. But people are using, you know, this kind of language and explaining, you know, what Co or trying to explain what Cox postulates is for, but a virus can't fit it. And anyone who doesn't know anything about biology and what the history of Cox postulates and how they have to be modified, etc., even intelligent people might listen to that and think, "Wow, that's quite that's quite compelling." Um, They're going to take their word for it, aren't they? Yeah. Well, and if they're articulate, and some of these people are, are medical professionals, although none of them in the field of microbiology no. and virology, no, no. you know, which is no surprise. Um, and it does, they can be very convincing. You know, let's say they dress up that language um, and if they present it in a well articulated manner without a, a, a knowledge of Cox postulates and biology, how can you possibly debunk them? You know? Um, so it can be quite, quite uh, swaying. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a minefield at the moment, isn't it? With the with that and the and the masks and the the whole mm. uh, COVID hoax and everything like that. It's just there's so much misinformation out there that it would I I think it would take thousands of people like us to just try and combat that sort of misinformation. There's just that much of it out there. I see it all the time: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. It's very difficult to combat that. It is, and what doesn't what doesn't help is I think a lot of these theories have a, a, 
a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of what they say that might be scientifically correct. So, for yeah. example, the masks at the minute, we all we all know. I mean, it's, it's not going to But if you've got a mask on and viruses are coming out of your face in droplets of water, that mask is going to reduce the amount that gets into the atmosphere. We know that. Yeah. And nobody out there is saying that a mask is 100% no. um, going to be effective. But obviously, the normal, the layperson knows that, well, that, that means the masks are going to drastically reduce the spread. But the conspiracy theorists, they'll take that and they'll say, masks and are proven not not to work yeah they will you know they'll take that slither of truth and they'll distort it into something that is is just not right and then spread it like a, a rumor and then people have a catchphrase all these people have that catchphrase now masks don't work it's proven yeah uh, you know and, and that's the power of social media yeah absolutely um so what in terms of your own personal experiences with conspiracies in real life have you have you had many i mean i've had a couple where i because i I've done a bit of work in schools, as you know, and mm. I was teaching a science lesson one day, covering a science lesson, and the moon landing came up. And because it was a because it was a trendy thing to think, half the class were saying were adamant that that we hadn't gone to the moon, and it it rattled me a bit because obviously we we have. But what surprised me was that such a large amount of people or large amount of kids in a school were questioning this. But then mm. were they questioning it because it, they were they were going with the, the, the trendy thing to say? Or did they actually believe that? I don't know. What about you? Have you had any real experiences? I mean, I have. But it's funny you should mention the moon landing thing. One one thing I used to do every year when it comes to Christmas, you know, Christmas in a school, you, uh, yeah. you you make the lessons a bit more interesting for the kids, still educational. But what I used to do every week, if I had a class twice in that week before Christmas, in the first lesson I had them, I would uh, I'd take a vote at the beginning of the lesson and ask, have you heard of the moon landing conspiracy? And then I, I'd get them to vote how many of you um, believe that we landed on the moon and almost every hand would go up and they'd be like yeah of course we did sir and then I would show them that you know the Fox moon landing uh, hoax video yes, and that yeah. would kind of take the, the lesson and at the end of the lesson I'd ask them to vote again and I was amazed you know I did this time in time out with lots of classes all the hands would go up and they'd be like oh it's got to be a hoax I can't believe it yeah. and then in the second lesson of that week when they came back I dissected all of the you know why the flag should have moved the way it moved the no stars in the sky and i yeah. broke down and used it as an educational um tool if you like and then by the end of it the kids were all like oh yeah we did land on the moon um <laughs> so the moon landing one is, is 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 one that um that i've in, i've encountered but probably i engineered that myself really yeah do you think that age bracket are most susceptible to these sorts of th the amount of time they spend on social media I think so. And I think for a couple of reasons, I think one for the reason that they are young and they do look at adults who are well-spoken and take on board uh, perhaps more than they should, what yeah. that person's saying, put a lot more faith into them. And, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and secondly, I think they, uh, it was certainly in the case of the kids I was, I was teaching, they don't at that point have the, the reasoning ability of, of their own or the scientific knowledge of their own. Um, and it goes back to what we said. A lot of things are counterintuitive. It is counterintuitive that a flag with no atmosphere should be flapping yeah. until you actually, you know, think about all oh, conservation of momentum and, you know, and so yeah. on. And then you realize, yeah. oh, actually, yeah, you know. So, but, but yeah, I think that's why. So it's, I think having those kids being exposed to this sort of nonsense now, um, it is pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is. Um, I, I don't, I haven't really 
experience much more I, I mean I get the I've seen I know for a fact there's people in my area who are anti-mask uh, just from some of the Facebook groups in my local area but in terms of I've definitely never met a flat earther in real life yet I know one lives quite near me uh, well he's not really a flat earther he's a flat earth apologist uh, I think you probably know who that is um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. but um I've never bumped into one in, in real life. And I always wonder what, if I did, what they would say to me in real life. Would they be aggressive or would they just say, hey, look, it's you, and, and just talk to me? I, I really, I'm going to guess it depends on the, the flat earther, doesn't it? Well, I think it, I think it probably does. Um, I, you know, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they just ignore you. You know, I think yeah. because I think if they come up to you and try to convince you otherwise, I think I think deep down they know that um, they're not going to win. You know, a, a civil sort of discussion around the science of the topic because I think they know deep down they don't understand what a lot of the terms are. Yeah. Um, you know, so unless unless they are extreme and they want to be very argumentative and just come for an argument, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ignore you. All right, I'll put this but, to you. Um, I'll put this to you. I turn up at speaker's corner when they're all down there and I just stand there and watch then what, what do they do then? Right. Well, what you're doing, you're doing the equivalent of like, (laughs) uh, going to the most extreme, like if you think of all the flat earthers and all the conspiracies, the most extreme ones are the the ones who are going to go preach. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's perhaps not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I won't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so let's, let's just, let's just stick on, on flat earth at the moment. Cause well, I mean, we are both probably most experienced in that. I, if there's one thing I really want in terms of a guest, it's it's someone who is um, a, a really good psychologist because I want to talk to them about the the psychology of conspiracy theorists. I, I've not got a, a guest like that yet, but I would really like one um, because we, we talked about this, a lot of people talked about this before, but the, the potential of the flat earthers especially having this cult behaviour. I mentioned recently in a video that apparently... I've been told one of the first things that cults do is tell you that everyone else is lying to you. And mm. that's one of the first things that flat earthers say, isn't it? That everyone is lying to you. Well, that, that's it. You know, everyone is lying to you, but also, you know, they like to use this term of everybody, everybody who isn't lying to you is just asleep. You know, I think to me, I'm not a psychologist, but the fact that they use that term, everybody else is asleep says to me, that they consider themselves obviously to be awake yeah. like, for a start, but yeah. you know, but what does that mean? You know, they consider themselves to be privy to this special knowledge and that must be a nice feeling to them. Me and my mates who know this are all privy to something that you're not. Yeah. And you know, I, I, that, that, I think for some people that maybe have certain, uh, um, how can I put it? Uh, sec- not securities, but confident confidence issues, etc., can be very appealing. I think. Yeah, yeah, and they've they've really they've got a real community, haven't they? And it must be difficult. It's why I praise people like Speak Truth, uh, Seek Truth, Speak Truth, because if you're in that community, uh, it's it's a it's a comfort blanket, isn't it? And if you want to leave that community, it's incredible. It must be incredibly difficult, and and the people that do it are very brave, which is why I I spoke to and you spoke to him as well, didn't you? But mm. it must be sometimes I'm I'm sure there must be people who think what am I doing? The earth's not flat, but they're too scared to leave the community. Well, you, you've got, I think in the real world, outside of the, the YouTube, flat earth is so far spread apart yeah. that 
the, the, the community is built online. And, and I think a lot of the people, if you look at the amount of time and uh, the hours every day that they're spending online, that's where their friends are, yeah. you know, not in the real world, that, that's where they are. That's where they're spending the time. And, you know, you're not just walking away from flat earth. You're walking away, like say from the friends that you've, you've built up because we know, we know how they treat people. You know, they haven't really got time for people that walk away. You know, yeah. once you go flat, you don't go back and all that. Absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, they're giving up a lot. And how, how many people, though, do you reckon that is all they've got, though? How many people do you think don't have really the uh, the associates and the friends in real life? And how many people rely heavily on this online community? I genuinely think um, the people that are really heavily into these conspiracies um, are rely hugely on the online side of it absolutely hugely i mean i see and i'm sure you've seen the same flat earth is making comments about how frustrated they are with the family how frustrated they are yeah. with their friends since they've seen the light since they've woken up you know i've lost friends i've lost family we don't speak anymore because obviously the friends and the family in the world have just said you know you need to sort yourself out this is nonsense and, and i think the flat earth makes them alienate themselves from from a lot of people and if you haven't got all the flat earthers around you in the real world your only place to go is online yeah yeah it must in a way it must be difficult i um i struck up uh some dialogue with uh patricia steer on oh, yeah. instagram uh we've both we're both cat lovers so we uh we struck up a conversation regarding cats and i said to funny enough cats uh and <laughs> Uh, I asked her how she was and would she be interested in, you know, having a, a chat with me? Because uh, obviously she's now out of the community. Her beliefs haven't changed, but she's out of the community. Um, uh, but she she didn't want any part of it whatsoever. She She's so um, wounded by what, what happened to her that uh, she doesn't mm. want any more part of it. And that's that's the real sad thing. That's the, that's the sad part of it, isn't it? The, uh, you could be outcast yeah. like that. The, the 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 vitriol yeah. is immense, isn't it? The vitriol is absolutely immense. Uh, it's a very toxic, toxic community um, yeah. online, and it's easy to be online, isn't it? It's easy to say what you want to say, and yeah, and it is. you know, call people what you want to call people, and and I think that's you know, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. And it's got nothing to do with the topic at hand either, is it? No. Absolutely nothing to do with the topic at hand. Very rarely, very rarely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so. The question is, mate, are we doing enough? Are, are people like you and me doing enough? Is there anything else we can do to stop this spread of misinformation? Is there enough of us? You know, that is an excellent question. Uh, I mean, I think the real, you know, there's obviously an online community that we've, we've spoken about, and I think our presence in the online community is known to everybody. Yes. You know, I don't think there's a flat earther out there who wouldn't know certainly who you are. You know, I think most flat earthers out there would know who I am. Yes. Um, yes. But where do the flat earthers, you know, become created? They are created online from the information they take in, but because they've been equipped yes. in, in childhood to be susceptible to that. So, you know, I think schools and, and education and social, uh, not social welfare, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, but you know the, the the social aspects and the environment they're bringing up that that's where I think a flat earther's mindset is formed. So how how do we change that? How do yeah. we how do we stop conspiracy theories from spreading in the real world? Yeah, you're right. It's it's very because we're almost we're trying to fight we're trying to fight a fire a, a ginormous fire with a little bucket of water, really, aren't we? We need hmm. to, like you say, try and 
but but cutting it out at the, at the root is incredibly difficult. Um, it's 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 stuff that's like you say entrenched in their childhood and and them growing up. And I I mean I do I said that I've said that quite a few times that you the flat earthers especially they seem to be uh, predisposed to believe in conspiracies. So yeah. they were if before someone's a flat earther, you can guarantee that they had a conspiracy theory about something else, whether it was the moon landing or yeah. whatever. And then as soon as they heard flat earth, they were like, bang, perfect. I can definitely run with this because, you know, that that's their, like I said, they're predisposed. It's very difficult. It ties everything together for them, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like, um, like we were saying before, the whole virus thing. 18 months ago, when, uh, when I was around, I'd never heard one, I'd never heard one flat earther, not one, talk about viruses as being things that don't exist. Not 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 one. I'd not heard one flat earther mention Cox postulates or talk about uh, germ theory or terrain theory. It just wasn't a thing. No. But as soon as as soon as uh, you know the, the the virus hits and somebody online says, "Oh, you know what? I don't think viruses exist." Now it's it's like all of them. All of them have now suddenly gone. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll accept that. Yeah. You know, and, what, and what doesn't just, just help? Like what doesn't help is that a lot of them are anti-vaccine. So as soon as they found yeah. out that an ex- a vaccine's coming, then obviously that means that the vaccine is being created for a reason by the government because they want to control. It's mm. it's just endless, isn't it? It's just absolutely. Are they? Yeah. You're, there are. They are very good. You're right. They're very good at tying things together, aren't they? The different conspiracies mm. and and it ends up with just being controlled, doesn't it? That's their that's their big thing: being lied to and being controlled. Yeah, everything that's done, everything that's happening is 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 a grandmaster plan, and I mean they all might come up with slightly different versions of what that plan is. Yeah, you know, but they they have a and they might you know, none of them have got a clue who's running it or how they're running it, but there is there is a plan. Yeah, the plan, you know, the pandemic is is to make money for, uh, you know, the the drug companies who will be owned by somebody. I'm sure that they've found out who also invests in NASA, you know, or yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's all it's all tied together. But you. You can't break the mindset. I think what what didn't help to start with was social media and YouTube yes. realizing how many views that got five yeah. or six years ago and blowing it up. Yeah, it didn't help. And, and they really now need to rein it in. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, I mean, people like, I don't know who, people like D Marble, he hasn't done anything for ages on Flat Earth. And um, mm. it, that particular one, it seems to be uh, dying off. But like you say, a lot of them are moving on to the virus stuff and and all that, but anyway, that's that was a lovely chat, mate. Thank you. Um, we really got into that, and I definitely would like to get a psychologist on. So if we can, uh, we can pose some of those questions to them. Um, so hmm. this this would normally be the time in the uh, in the show where we would play guess the conspiracy. So uh, I've got a little jingle for this. Do you want to hear it? I, I'm I'm dying to, mate. Yeah. All right, here we go. Heavenly, what, heavenly. You like that, do you? Yeah. Who who did those? How how did you get those? Uh, Is Wolf, that you singing? Wolf did that for me. <laughs> that, that's amazing. He's yeah, the man. That's it? great. He's the man. I, I mean, uh, that joke might fly over people's heads, but so this this would be the. Um, the time of the the time of the show where cats and I will challenge our guest. So what we're going to do is we're going to give the guest three conspiracy theories, and they're going to have to guess which one is correct. And cats and I each week, or, or each time that cats is on, 
and if he's not on, he'll give me one anyway to to say we're going to invent a conspiracy off the top of our heads, and the job of the guest is to pick the real one. So, what do you think? Do you think we can we can uh, trick a few guests with that? I think we can. I can. I reckon I can come up with a slightly yeah. believable wacky conspiracy. I've got um. I I absolutely. Can I try one on you now? Go on. Just one on go you. On, go on. Okay. So is this is this going to be fake? Well, I want you to guess. Okay. And I'll tell right. you. Go on then. Go okay. On. Clouds are made of salt. Hmm. I think that is going to be. I think that's a real one. It is a real one. Yeah, yeah. it's one I've seen. Somebody make a YouTube video on clouds are made of salt. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I can believe someone think. I can believe that someone believes that because they are because they are white. Maybe that's the. You know, the <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are the same color as salt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't take much, does it? So, so yeah. What we do is, and because of the fact, I think there's so many wacky conspiracies that are real out there. Um, it will be difficult for the guests to pick. Which one? And we'll we'll tot up the scores, and we'll see, uh, we'll see who can who can who can trick or who can be good at guessing conspiracies. That's the that's the aim, anyway. Anyway, yeah, mate, that's, that's it. One. That's the that's the uh, that's the plan. So um, next week we have the wonderful Doctor Becky. You know Doctor Becky from uh, YouTube. Big fan. Yeah, she's fantastic, isn't she? So we're going to talk uh, galaxies and black holes and all that sort of stuff with Doctor Becky. Um, thanks very much cats everyone else please thank you very much for listening please do subscribe on iTunes and uh, follow us on Spotify as well uh, and I believe I'm working on the Google podcast too so hang in there for that one other than that thanks very much and we'll see you next time say bye cats see you later